Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Sisters, by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than one ought to think, but to think soberly, each according to the measure of faith that God has apportioned. Whereas in one body we have many parts, and all the parts do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually parts of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us exercise them. If prophecy, in proportion to the faith. If ministry, in ministering. If one is a teacher, in teaching. If one exhorts, in exhortation. If one contributes, in generosity. If one is over others, with diligence. If one does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. Let love be sincere, hate what is evil, hold on to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, anticipate one another in showing honor, do not grow slack in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, endure in affliction, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the holy ones, exercise hospitality. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know mine and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. The Gospel of the Lord. Milan, Italy, had not had a bishop for 80 years when the priest Charles Borromeo was sent there by the Pope in the latter part of the 16th century, a century that saw Christendom shattered to pieces due to the Protestant Reformation. As a young priest, Charles brilliantly fulfilled administrative duties in Rome. As a leader of the Catholic Counter-Reformation, he oversaw the publishing of a new catechism, the institution of CCD, Sunday School, and the overhaul of seminaries. Milan was in a deplorable condition. Hardly anyone in the diocese understood the faith or religious practices. Priests did not know how to administer the sacraments, and many members of the clergy, quote, were lazy, ignorant, and debauched, while monasteries were full of disorder. But Charles courageously did his job and ushered in a painful but true reformation. One friend of his wrote, I've often wondered how it was that without any natural eloquence or anything attractive in his manner, he was able to work such changes in the hearts of his hearers. He spoke little, gravely, and in a voice hardly audible. 
but his words always had effect. People who need reformed are not usually looking for it, and they certainly do not want it imposed on them. You see, they are quite comfortable and happy with their soft, sensual, decadent lives. Barromeo went on religious order visitations in regions abandoned by former archbishops. The regions were simply chaotic, and the clergy were more corrupt than the laity. Some of the orders he would visit would slam the door in his face and then go seek the secular authorities to protect them. In Barromeo's time, the religious order known as the Humiliati had been reduced to a few members and had veered far from its initial mission. The Humiliati order was wealthy, owning almost as many monasteries as it had members. It had become totally degenerate and had no intention of submitting to Barromeo's reforms. And so, its members tried everything they could, including complaining to the king and the pope about Barromeo. But nothing worked. So they decided to kill him. One of the humiliati themselves, a priest named Jerome Donati Farina, agreed to do the deed for 40 gold pieces, the money raised from selling ornaments from a church. While Barromeo was in chapel kneeling at evening prayer, Farina, coward that he was, shot Barromeo in the back and made his escape. Barromeo thought he was dying, but he just suffered a bruise. You see, the bullet got hung up in the thick embroidered priest vestments Barromeo was wearing, and the bullet fell to the floor. Here we have another argument for beautiful, expensive vestments that honor Christ our King, as opposed to the cheap, off-the-rack polyester vestments introduced in the 1970s, which, looking back, was not really a good decade for fashion anyway. Farina and his accomplices were discovered, and in spite of Barromeo's plea for leniency, they were tortured and executed The next year, Pope St. Pius V abolished the order of humiliati entirely. Butler's Lives of the Saints states, of the great and holy churchmen who in the troubled days of the 16th century worked for a true and much needed reformation within the church and sought by the correction of real abuses and evil, evil living to remove the basic excuses the destructive and false reformation which was working such havoc in Europe none was greater and holier than the Cardinal Charles Barromeo Mm -hmm. 